1: Welcome to the BCP Podcast. Let's talk about conspiracy theories in general. And then I'm going to show you some updated news, some breaking news, some discoveries found that have to do with current news going on right now. And it'll all make sense, this method to my madness. Let's start off with this. Once again, welcome to the BCP Podcast. My name is James, the base conservative patriot, the blessed conservative patriot, the bias toward conservative principles patriot, the black conservative patriot. One thing that happens when you get red-pilled When you leave the matrix, when you start going down rabbit holes, when you start to see how the world really operates, is you realize that what they try to brainwash you into thinking are crazy conspiracy theories are in fact conspiracy facts. That things just don't add up and there's too many connections showing that there's a conspiracy, a collusion, there is some sort of coordination of certain events by powerful people, and it's not the official narrative is the exact opposite or a lie of what's actually happening. But what invariably happens when you talk to your friends, family, and neighbors, when you're online or what have you, they will always do this. They will say to you, you'll say A, B, and C is a conspiracy. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't think that what they're telling us is true. They'll say, oh, okay, then what's the answer? And they put the burden of proof on you to prove or to tell them how things were done or what really happened. They want you to have all the details. And all you're just noticing is that what they're telling me is BS. I don't really know what's going on here, perhaps, or have an idea, or definitely seems like this is happening. But they want to put on you the conspiracy realist. You're not a theorist. You're a conspiracy realist. They want to put the burden of proof on you to tell them exactly how everything happened and how it went down and what's really going on. It's a false argument. Don't ever fall for it. For instance, you say, that's strange. 9-11. I don't think the 9-11 narrative is absolutely true. Uh, There's a fire that burned for weeks, months after 9-11, but it doesn't make sense that it was... Jet fuel that brought down the two buildings. It doesn't make sense if that's the case that they found their passports intact of the terrorists outside. And why did Tower 7 fall down if it was never hit? And then you'll go, you know what, I remember watching this live because this is me, James, talking. I remember watching this live and I remember there being reports while we're watching this live before the towers came down. People are running out of the building because you're hearing bombs. Bombs are going off inside the World Trade Center buildings. The, the, the plane, um, the, the bill has come down and it was blamed on the, the, the plane hitting it. We're supposed to forget that those of us who are watching it live remember there were reports of bombs going off and people running out. Then the narrative is, oh, no, there was no bombs. That's not a controlled type demolition that you saw with your own eyes. And then what do your friends who want to believe everything that the powers that be tell, uh, tell them? They go, okay, then how did they get the bombs in there? How were they able to do that? And no one noticed. They put that burden of proof on you to disprove that it's a conspiracy theory. When the official narrative should be proven by the powers that be. All right. So why am I saying all this? Because we don't have to have the answers to know that the narrative that they're telling us is BS. And we've got some news stories going on right now and some revelations coming out that make you go, hmm, I don't think that's correct. I may not have the answer of what's going on, but that doesn't seem correct. Or isn't that an interesting coincidence? Isn't that an interesting coincidence that they changed the insurance policy of the the World Trade Center Shortly before this happened, isn't that interesting? Okay, so this one to me was a very, isn't that interesting moment. And it has to do with the current Maui fires going on in Hawaii. Just in case, just in case, I love you. I love you very much, my fellow lovers of America, the Constitution, Liberty, and Freedom. And my brothers and sisters throughout the world who aren't U.S. citizens, but appreciate and love our country and what used to be our shared values. It's a shared values between you and me and those of us listening to this, but it used to be a common shared value among most people. And I think it probably still is, but there are a lot of Marxist bastards out there totally shilling and and rooting for the powers that be that are trying to kill them, destroy them, enslave them, and take away their freedom. So just in case you've been hiding under a rock, let me bring you up to speed on Hawaii from here in Maui,
0: where we have just learned that this is now the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history. And just behind us, this is the remnants of a house burned in another blaze as the entire island is battling ideal conditions right now for wildfires. What we know about this tragedy is already unbearable. Nearly 100 dead, more than 2,000 homes and buildings destroyed. But we are still so far from understanding the full toll. This is the overhead view of the sweeping devastation in Lahaina. We now know that only 3%, 3% of
1: those homes have been checked for bodies. Okay, a couple things, but here is the big thing I want to share with you. Okay, Maui Police Chief John Palater is the incident commander... Over during now during these uh, Maui fires, police chief of Maui John Politer came to Hawaii after being somewhere else for 22 years. Guess where he was before? He was in Nevada, and he was the incident commander during the Las Vegas Massacre in 2017, the worst mass shooting in American history. What are the freaking odds that the same incident commander of the worst mass shooting in American history in Las Vegas, after 22 years of being in Nevada, would now be in Maui, Hawaii, where, according to NBC News, This may be the worst natural disaster in American history, in Hawaiian history. It's up there. Okay, here we go. Great reporting by Cullen Linebarger. This new revelation will certainly not give America confidence that the true cause behind the Maui fires will ever be known. Instead, we can count on a likely cover-up instead. Police Chief John Pelleter was the incident commander during the Las Vegas massacre in 2017, the worst mass shooting in American history. An incident commander is the top decision maker during a major incident. Their job is to delegate tasks and listen to input from subject matter experts to ultimately bring the incident to resolution. Police, Maui Police Chief John Pelater came to Hawaii after 22 years in Las Vegas. He was incident commander for the 2017 mass shooting that left over 50 dead. This is him on CNN explaining why only two bodies have been identified out of the 68 dead on Maui.
0: Instead of the 89 souls lost, only two have been identified, or that's of the recent.
1: So, of the 89, so realize this we, we, when we find these, you know, our family and our friends, the remains we're finding is through a fire that melted metal. Oh, we'll be coming back to that. That's one of the things I said that, uh, that's fishy about this. But let's get back to, to Johnny Boy here, the errand boy for the destroyers of America. We have to do rapid DNA to identify them. Every one of these 89
0: are John and Jane Doe's. And so when you are asking us, and we, we know we've got to get, and I love the way
1: our our house representative, how she said it, she was so eloquent. We know we got to go quick, but we got to do it right. Let me make something very clear. Maui Chief Police John Pelletier is currently the Maui Police Chief. He was the incident commander in Vegas. Okay, he wasn't the uh, chief of police. He was actually a uh, a captain. At the time, he was captain during the Vegas massacre, but he was still in a leadership position and he was still incident commander. So the fact that these two historic events within five years and you have the same person that was involved in both of those, well, that's a little bit fishy. But let's go down the rabbit hole even further. People are digging into this. And this is what they have found. Pelletier has more experience with deadly force than many other officers. In 2002, in his first incident, he fatally shot a murder suspect who pointed a gun at him in a parking lot. In 2003, he shot at a robbery suspect who drew a handgun and was running from police at the time. And in 2009, he shot and wounded another man who tried to pull out a large knife in an encounter with police. The The incidents were found to be justified according to local NPR reports. Pelletier said that using deadly force is the last thing an officer wants to do. Most officers aren't involved in so many incidents, but he has been involved in more than his fair share. Since 2020, Pelletier has been in charge of Las Vegas Police uh, Metro Police Department's Major Violator Narcotics Bureau. He never faced disciplinary action, according to the Department Records Division. He also passed a background check and was previously granted top secret clearance by the FBI which required a more intensive background check. Okay, a man with more than the usual deadly force incidents and a man who was granted top secret clearance by the FBI probably while working the Las Vegas massacre case That went away, and now he finds himself in Maui, Hawaii, where the worst fire has taken place. Just asking questions, folks. Isn't that one hell of a coincidence? Okay, now this is something I notice in all of these fires. I've been covering this, these fires for years in California. I've made YouTube videos about this. I haven't in a while, and I'm not going to rehash that. But let's just look at a few things here. Let me go back to something that John Pelletier just said, and I played for you. Let me just play you a snippet again. The remains we're finding is through a fire that
0: melted metal.
1: Fire so hot, they melted metal. Fire so hot that they burned to a crisp a Tesla electric car
0: just next to where we're broadcasting tonight. We have two cars incinerated by the wildfires
1: that right there was a Tesla. You can see what's left of the front row seats. So hot it burned metal, but all of this dry brush and green stuff right next to that car are not burnt. They're just sitting there. How do you have something burning so hot that it can burn and melt metal? But vegetation and dry wood and other things that are flammable and would burn quicker than a metal car sit there relatively unscathed. That's always been a mystery to me in many of these wildfires. Now, just to add a little bit more information to that, do you know how bad it is When a Tesla or an electric car, the battery is on fire.
0: It took over 6,000 gallons of water to extinguish the flames emitted from this Tesla Model S. EVs can be especially dangerous when they catch fire. As the
1: popularity of electric vehicles grows, it's no surprise that the number of fire-related incidents has also increased. Listen to this from a firefighter. People that
0: are making fun of these new electric car
1: fire extinguishers
0: need to understand something. Electric car fires are an absolute freaking nightmare to put out. The average car fire burns around 1,500 degrees or so. It takes about 1,000 gallons to put out on a bad car fire. Electric car fires are burning upwards of five thousand degrees and could take up to 40,000 gallons of water to put out. In fact, some of them had to have been submerged in water for up to 30 days to actually put them out and sometimes self-igniting up to three times before they're extinguished forever. So whatever the hell they're going to give us, man, we'll take it because we're literally fighting against fires that can't be put out.
1: This is not a rant against electric vehicles. This is questioning If the thing was so hot that it was able to burn down a Tesla and a Tesla with electric batteries runs at super hot degrees, how come it didn't burn all of the vegetation around it as well? I just don't get it when I see that. Now, some people think this might be directed energy weapons or some other uh, conspiracy. Once again, I'm not going to provide the answer. I'm just asking questions like... How come people weren't notified properly about this? The governor has been warning that the death toll will go
0: up and there are still so many residents who escaped the flames but are now searching for their loved ones and tonight angry at officials and a warning system they say failed them. MG, wrong turn! Wrong turn! Tonight, this is what it looked and felt like escaping the Lahaina wildfire.
1: Oh no, oh no, guys. No, we, we have to leave.
0: This new video showing the sheer panic as a family stuck in a line of cars had minutes to escape before the flames engulfed the road out. This is a disaster. That drive through hell is how Rafa Ochoa and his family made it out alive with the fast moving fire closing in on his home, Ochoa heroically grabbed both his kids and his friends children, their parents were at work and scrambled everyone out. Did you hear any alarms? Did you get any kind of warning? No alarms, no warning, nothing, no, no sign, nothing that, that we had to evacuate, not even police rolling by telling us to evacuate or anything. The desperation of those chilling moments now turning to anger. Where were you guys to, to try and get us out, evacuate us? You know? We're mad. We're mad. You no, know, we didn't just lose our homes. We lost our town. We lost history, you know? Our kids are traumatized. You guys messed up real bad. <laughs> Hawaii emergency officials have said sirens on the island weren't activated during the
1: fire. The siren system on the island were not activated during the fire. And why the hell do they have a fire and siren warning system if they're not going to use it? These are just questions I have, folks. Come to your own conclusions. Find your own answers. I'm just putting those questions out there. Here is Hawaii Governor Josh Green addressing the complaint about no siren warnings. Having seen that storm, we have
0: we have doubts that much could have been done with a, a fiery, um, fast-moving fire like that.
1: All right, so that's going on in Hawaii. Some curious questions, but what do I know? I'm just a tinfoil hat crazy person. Now, Joe Biden... The fake president because he did not win the 2020 elections. It was stolen. He was in Rehoboth Beach and he was asked about the rising death toll in Hawaii. 81 million man, supposedly. And this was his reply. President, any on the rising death toll on Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr.
0: President?
1: No comment. No comment when we have Americans. Dying, missing, and destruction. No comment. By the way, if you expected a comment from Kamala Harris, while Joe Biden spent his weekend at the beach, Kamala Harris spent her weekend at a $10,000 ticket fundraiser in Martha's Vineyard. And at least the fake president, Joe Biden, is consistent. He returned from his beach house in Delaware to D.C. without answering any questions, not just about the... Uh, Hawaii fires and disaster, but also about special counsel investigation into Hunter. He he walked straight to the o- Oval Office, and he was kept away from the press. Any comment on the special counsel, Mr. President? Will you be handing your bank records over to Congress, President Biden? Maybe they're instructing Biden not to talk about anything because he might spill the beans. Or he just might incriminate... Himself further. As you see there, it looks like to me that that's Peter Ducey on the bottom right over there. Perhaps Biden doesn't want to be caught yet again in the crossfires of Peter Ducey. Or maybe he just doesn't want to admit accidentally that there's yet another conspiracy going on. Secondly,
0: we're in a situation where we have put together. And you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.